Mem Zayin Amud Beis, about halfway down the Amud, first word on the line is Delesu, and then we had a period. Itmar starts a uh, an issue which we'll basically discuss till the end of the Perak. I put a Roman numeral one in the margin here, the margin between the Gemara and Tysis, and on the bottom line, first word on the line is Vaazdo, I put a Roman numeral two. So we're going to have uh, two Machlaiksim now that will be presented uh, with uh, between Rabbi Yochanan uh, versus Reish Lakish. Hamaycher sadeu leperes. Somebody could have a field. Uh, normally, you sell a field. You sell the field. Everything along with it. Let's say a person sold the field for the peros. Like the purchaser will, let's say, uh, get the the produce of the field for ten years, and then he returns the land. Now, uh, Rashi points out that we are discussing at this point a time in Jewish history where Yovel was not Nohag. Um, Yovel, the jubilee year. Uh, seven groups of seven years, was something that was noeg from around the time the Jews came into Eretz Yehoshua until that original exile of um, Reuven and Gad of Sancheriv. Um, it was about 300 years later. Um, yeah, so Amokar Sadeh Leperes, person at that time sells their uh, field of pairs. This is the issue of Bikurim. Normally, when I own a field and I have my payros, every year the first fruits I have to bring to Yerushalayim and there's certain psukim that I have to say that's maybe bring them from wherever you are in Israel to Yerushalayim to, uh, and then Kaira, uh, read along some psukim, whereas Reish Lakish, I, I don't know Reish Lakish, a person who uh, only purchased the payros rights for this field, let's say for 10 years, as an example. Amar, he says, mevi ve'ena kaira. Now we'll go over each opinion. Rabbi Yochanan, who we circled, Amar, mevi ve'kaira, dot underline ve'kaira. Why? Because a kinyan peres kinyan aguf dummy. That's a forward phrase, kinyan peres kinyan aguf. That's essentially the sugya that we'll be dealing with now. Is a kinyan peres considered a kinyan aguf? In this case, is the kinyan on the rights to the fruit for however many years the person has it, like or tantamount to a kinyan aguf that you actually own the land. Rabbi Yochanan holds that uh, it is, and therefore you can read the Pesukim also, the Pesukim which include the phrase, uh, I am hereby to the Lord bringing you miracious priha adama from the first fruits of the land asher nasatli that you gave me. Now, a person can only say that if the land that the Bikurim grew from was the land that's his. Reish Lakish, who I circled them, or maybe ve'ena kaira, ve'ena kaira, why? Why he brings it, but he can't say the psukim because Kenyana Peiro is true. He's got the Peiro's rights to the land, but Lav Kenyana Guftam, it's not as though he owns the land, and therefore he would be uh, unable to say that uh, phrase. Aceve, I triangled the Aceve. Three lines later, in the middle of the line is another Aceve. I put an upside down triangle on that. And four lines later, first word line is Ka. Mina, the next word is Eisvei, and an upside-down triangle on that. So we're going to have either questions on Reish Lakish or Reb Yochanan. The first one is a question, Eisvei, Reb Yochanan, to Reish Lakish. Now, I also put in the margin here, same margin, first word line is uh, Kenyan, I put a number one, and four lines later, I put a number two, because we're going to have two Lashaynas of this next piece, which is essentially either Reb Yochanan using it to question Reish Lakish, or Reish Lakish using it to question Rabbi Yochanan. So here's the first way the Gemara presents it. It's a question Rabbi Yochanan to Reish Lakish. Again, Reish Lakish is the one who says, Kenyan Paris is not like a Kenyan Aduf. Okay, there's a Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Ulevei Secha. Okay, it's a Dvarim Chava Pasuk Yud Aleph. Um, okay, so you have to bring Bikurim. It says, Ulevei Secha, and for your household, Malamed, what does that 
were teach us that a person will bring the Bikurim that grew in the property that his wife brought into the marriage, then, uh, which now those karka malogs that the wife brought in, um, she retains the ownership of them, but the husband has the payros rights. So that word teaches us that the man, the husband, will bring the Bikurim ishtoi vekaira, and I don't know vekaira, and read the psukim. Okay, sounds like a Kenyan Paris is uh, good, is like a Kenyan Agutha. That would be a question on uh, Reish Lakish. Amarle says Reish Lakish back to Rabbi Yochanan. No, shiny Hassam. It's different over there. Normally, like I say, a Kenyan Paris is not a Kenyan Agutha. However, there, this Pasuk specifically says the word Ulave Secha, from the fact that the Pasuk has to be Marbit, it must be that a Kenyan Paris is normally not like a Kenyan Agutha. Okay, that's one way to deal with that Tanaic source. For Ikadamri, there are those that say, I squeal on Ikadamri, we have the upside down triangle. Exact same Tanaic source brought, though this time is a question by Rishaman Lakish, the Rabbi Yochanan. Same Tanaic source, at this second Lashan, though, connector we now read, and this would be Rish Lakish saying, don't we see Hassam over there, specifically in the case of Bikurim, who deceive because of the special word that the Pasuk said, quote, Ulevesecha, end quote, Kama of but in general, lo, we wouldn't say that. What do you say to that, Rabbi Yochanan? Well, Amalei Rabbi Yochanan says back, Taima didi nami mehacha He says, actually, that is my source, my reason is from that Pasuk. I don't see it as, a, as an exception. I see that as being the precedent which establishes the rule. Eisve, we have a, another Tanaic source. This one has the upside-down triangle because, once again, it will be a question on Rabbi Yochanan. It's a Tanaic source that goes to the end of the next line and says as follows. Guy was traveling. And he's got the first fruits of his uh, wife uh, in his hands. He's uh, bringing them to uh, Jerusalem. Vishama Shemesa Ishtoi. And he got the terrible news that his wife had passed away. Now, in general, when a wife passes away, it's the husband that inherits her, in which case that land, which she had brought into the relationship as Nixay Malug, which was her land, but he was getting the Peros, it's now his land also. So he here is Shemesa Ishtoi, maybe. He continues and brings those first fruits to Jerusalem. Vekaira, and he will read the Psukim. Okay, let's make a simple diuk from that. Mesa, in only in that particular case where he heard his wife died, is where he can read the Pesukim, but seemingly, comma, lo, Mesa, if she hadn't died, lo. And why? Because he wouldn't be able to say the land that you gave me, and therefore it sounds like maybe ve'ina kaira. Now that would be a support to Rishakshan question, Rabbi Yochanan. Well, Rabbi Yochanan could answer, no. Who adin, the truth is, Mesa, that this fellow would continue to Yerushalayim, bring the Peiros for Bikurim and read the Psukim, and even if his wife didn't die, why then was the Bryce's hot in the context of where she died? Umesa, that case, it's Trichale. Actually, as a Chiddush that it has to be told to us. What's that? Salkadaitachabiyane might have thought otherwise. Ligzor Mishum, that maybe here there's reason to make a Xera. Because Rabbi Yisrochanina, who said what? I'm Rabbi Yisrochanina. Batsran, in this following case, imagine if you have a person who, Batsran is the verb of picking grapes. 
first uh, first grapes to grow, the Bikurim, and he doesn't bring them to Yerushalayim himself, rather, Shagran biyad shaliach, he sends them via a shaliach. And the shaliach is traveling, and then uh, he gets hit by a bus or something, and dies. Umes the shaliach, Bederech, and as he's taking these uh, first uh, Bikurim grapes to Yerushalayim, he uh, he dies on the on the way. Um, so now this fellow is going to uh, really have to go himself. He goes, uh, you know, maybe attends the funeral, takes the grapes, maybe ve'eno kore, but he cannot. Now, even though he's the owner of these grapes, he cannot read those psukim. Shenemar, the pasuk says ve'lakachta. You have to take them from the place you're taking them, and then it's says, and bring them, which we darshan to mean, it has to be that the lakicha, the taking of it, or the harvesting of it, and the bringing of it, are as one. That's what you might have thought. Kamash Milan, we don't say that. The Roman numeral 2 in the margin indicates that it's another machlokas, Rabbi Yochanan and a very similar case. However, this case, they, Rabbi Yochanan are going according to reasoning that we've heard them say elsewhere, De Itmar, Hamaychar Sadeu, person who sells not the peros to his field, but the field itself, Bizman In this case, though, it is a time when uh, Yovel was Noeg. Now, when Yovel is Noeg, when uh, the, the laws of the Jubilee year apply, basically every 50 years, all uh, land gets returned back to its original ancestral owners. If that's the case, then by definition, every time you sell land, you're selling it only for payrolls. It might be for 40 years of payrolls, 30, 20, doesn't make a difference how many years there are to the yoke, but you're never selling land like as a eternal sale. Well, what happens in that case, Rabbi Yochanan says? Maybe the Kaira, person who bought the land, brings the first fruits each year and reads the Pesukim. Meshach Shamar, maybe ve'ena kaira kolon. Rabbi Yochanan, no underline Amar, maybe ve'kaira, why? Just like we said before, a kinyan peros that the person has is kikinyan aguftami. Reshach Yishu, we underline Amar, maybe ve'ena kaira, because a kinyan peros that the person has, lav kinyan aguftami. Now, we saw the same machlokas when we started this year in the middle of the previous Amud. Why do we need the Roman numeral one presentation of Hamocher Soda Leperos at a time that Yovel is not Noeg? And this machlokas, that a person who actually sells his field at a time that Yovel is Noeg, the Gemara notes, I put this in brackets actually, the brackets start before the word Vitzricha, and they go down about, uh, I'd say, five lines. Um, first word line is Modi, in the middle of the line it says Stricha, after the Stricha the brackets close. So this, uh, in the brackets is simply the Gemara explaining why we need both of these. If we only had one, we wouldn't necessarily know the other. Stricha, the Machlokas in Roman numeral case one and case two. Di'i, it marbahi, if we were only told in the Roman numeral one case of Amokros Adeya Leperos, it is the time the Yovel is not knowing, Behahi, I might have thought to say in that case, Kamarish Lokish, that's where Reish Lakish says, adaitit When a person, so to speak, goes down, he's going down having in mind the payros. In other words, he doesn't assume he's getting the land at all. The deal itself was for the payros and only the payros. In the second case, the second presentation, Roman numeral two case, where Yovel is Nohig, where a person gets the land, he's going down thinking he's going to get the land. Now, he knows in the back of his mind, maybe it'll have to go back every 50 years, but he's thinking he gets the land, and he does get the land for that time. Amai might have thought, Modi maybe he would agree with Rabbi Yochanan that Kenyan Paris is like a Kenyan Aguf. Kama, that's why we have to be taught the Roman numeral 2 case. In the Yovel case, the Roman, Roman numeral 2 case, I would have thought, Baha Kama, that's Rabbi Yochanan, says what he says about Baha in the number 1 case. 
where he had just the Kenyan Peiros. At the time of Yovel is Nanog, Ema may be Modele the Rishlokish, that Rabbi Yochanan would agree Rishlokish, therefore, Sricha. So, Tashma, I put a triangle on this Tashma, and two lines later in the middle line, there's also another Tashma. We have a few Tanaic sources now that we are going to bring. Um, seemingly, they would uh, support uh, Rabbi Yochanan. And that's why they have the right set up triangles. Hakaina Ilan Maybe That's the end of the Tanaic source. Five word Tanaic source, a Mishnah from Zachspikura. If a person purchases, um, now you have to go into this assuming we're talking about at a time that Yovel applies, uh, the laws of Yovel apply. Hakona Ilan. Let's say I buy a tree ukarkoi along with the uh, land that it's in from somebody. Uh, each year, when the first fruits of that tree grow, maybe I have to bring them as bikurim to Yushalayim, vekaira and read the psukim. Uh, that would be very good for uh, Rabbi Yochanan, who said that a Kenyan Paris is uh, like a Kenyan Aguf. Says the Gemara, it would be, however, I guess the Gemara, in defense of the Rishokish approach, says, Hachamaskino, what's the case here? Bizman Sheena Yovel Noag. You know what? That's Nake's source is talking about a time when Yovel is not applicable. Okay, so no proof for Rabbi Yochanan. Tashmoy, try again. Another Snake source, this one goes for about a line and a half. It's a mission again from the first parak of Bikurim, and says as follows. Again, the Havamini have to go into this with is that we're at the time that Yovel does apply. Hakonishneilanois, not one tree, but two trees, Besaich uh in somebody else's field, where the general rule is that if you buy uh one or two trees in somebody else's field, you do not get any of the land, you're only getting the the uh the trees. Maybe he would uh bring the Bikurim for his fruits from those trees every year, Ve'enokara, and would not read the Psukim. Okay, that's the end of the Snake source. Connector, that's only two. However, ha Shloisha, let's say he had purchased three trees where it's sort of like uh, form a triangle there the halacha is that he gets the land that's in between the trees and a little bit around the trees maybe so the diuk would be simply that yes his first fruits he would bring to Yushalayim vekaira and read the psukim once again that seems to be a support for Rabbi Yochanan answers the Gemara HaChanami well it would be however this case here also is Bisman She'ina Yovel Yovel does not apply now just in newsflash, Bahashadama Rav Chista. Now that Rav Chista has actually explained that Machlokas Rabbi Yochanan Rishakish is being Beyovel Shani, the second Jubilee year, I'd just maybe the second Jubilee period that the Jewish people experienced, Aval Beyovel Rishon, that first Yovel. So the Jewish people went in, they conquered the land, they divided it for 14 years, and then started year one of the first Shemitah year, and they counted seven years, and another seven times seven, and then came the Yovel year. During that first period of time, although, like, theoretically, they knew that in the future, like, after 50 years, this land's going to go back, the Jewish people as a people had never had that national experience. And therefore, as much as they knew it, they didn't really believe it. So the Machlok is actually not during that first Yovel cycle, but only from the second one on, everyone would say that even if you only purchase the payros, maybe you would obviously every year bring the bikurim from those uh, trees. read why The Jewish people's uh, mind frame was not 
um, secure in this whole Yovel thing because it never actually happened on a national level. And therefore, according to that insight of Rav Chista Laikasha, the previous two today sources, you can simply say, they're not supports for Biochan or questions on Reish Lakish, Habiovel Rishain, Habiovel Sheni. Um, they are during the first Yovel, meaning when even if someone only had a king in Paris who would still bring Bikur and bring them, Habiovel Sheni. Maybe this whole issue of whether Kenyan Paris is like a Kenyan goof or not is like a Machlokas Tanoim that we'll see right now. Now, this uh, question of Lemakit Tanoim really takes about almost 18 lines to develop. Uh, first word on the line is De Itzterich. About 18 lines later, that is the end. I put a long question marking in the margin from where we are right now. And the basic idea, let's see. Um, Rashi. Rashi has a little bit of an introduction here. Uh, across from where we are, up about, oh, eight, nine lines, the Dibur Masal and the Rashi, last two words is, of the line is, stay achuz. I double underline stay achuz. So let's read through this Rashi. Im hikdisha, underline im hikdisha. Let's say you have a stay achuz. There's two types of fields. You could have a stay mikna, is a field that you bought. It doesn't have anything to do with your family. You just bought it. You own it right now. And then stay achuz, which is a familial field, meaning it's, it's in your family. It uh, stays. You inherit it from person inherits it from their father and their father from their father. So let's say a person dedicates that field, donates it to the base on Mikdash. He can redeem it back, but let's say he didn't. He didn't redeem it back before the Jubilee year comes. And then the um, temple treasurer sells it to some other person. That family can never redeem that field as a ancestral field. And then what happens in Yovel when all fields go back to their original family? From the purchaser, you know who gets it? The family of Kohanim. So it seems like every Jubilee year there would be a certain number of fields in addition that would become property of the Kohanim. Uh, that's uh, compared to a field that you just happen to buy from someone else. It's not your family field. Let's say you're Makdish, and it was not redeemed. And the Gizbar sold it. Well, when Yovir comes and goes and the field goes free, you know it goes back to the original familial owner. To the one who was Makdish, like the Pasuk says, the field goes back, Okay, so with that idea, let's see the following uh, brisa. Back in the Gemara, Ketanoi, this Tanaic source goes 2, 4, 6, 8. I think it's almost exactly 10 lines starting here. How do you know in a situation where a person purchases a field from their father? Which is interesting, he's going to inherit it anyway, but he purchases it from his father, and then I underline one word, Vehiktisha, and then he donated it at some point to the Beis HaMikdash, gave it, it was Makdash's Beis HaMikdash, while his father was still alive. Um, basically, while, when he did it, it was a stay mikna. True, theoretically, when his father pops off, whenever that is, in a year from now, or 50 years from now, he'll inherit it. But when he was Makdash's Beis HaMikdash, it was still a stay mikna by him. V'acharkach, I double on v'acharkach, and afterwards, Meis Aviv, I underline Meis Aviv, in which case, when the father dies, it actually becomes a stay achuz, an ancestral field to this guy, how do you know that he basically it is the, has the halachas of a ancestral field? And uh, like we had said in the introduction, above, if he doesn't 
redeem it before the Jubilee year and the temple treasurer had sold it, it actually goes back and changes and the ownership forever and ever then becomes the Kohanim during the Ovel year. So how do you know that? Well, Tamil Armor the Pasuk says, quote, Imeste Miknaso, if the field which you had purchased, and I squiggle underline four words, Asher Loimisteachuzasoi, that is not a familial field. Okay, it has to be then, we understand, it has to be a field which can never even theoretically be a familial field, because it's not a familial field at all. Yatsazu, to exclude this particular case, Shereuya, double underline Shereuya, it is fitting, it's just when he was mocked as shit, he had bought it from his father, and his father was still alive, but it's certainly fitting to be an ancestral field, and all the more so if his father died and only afterwards he was mocked as shit. At the time he was mocked as shit, it already was a stehuza divrei. That's the way this issue was looked at by, and I put a box around Rabbi Hud and Rabbi Shimon as one. Comma. However, Rabbi Meir... Now, again, we're bringing the stakes source in because we want to show that there's machlokas tanoim that we're about to see. We saw Rabbi Yudra Shimon, and now we'll see Rabbi Meir, would parallel Rabbi Yochan Rabbi Shlokish. Rabbi Meir, who I boxed, Aimer, Minayin, how do you know that That in this case, if a person, a son, purchased a field from his father, Umais Aviv, interesting, the father died first, I underline Umais Aviv, and double underline the Vacharach, and afterwards, in other words, the son had bought it, then he inherited anyway from his father, and then after that happened, when after his father died, he was Maktish, and I underline the word Maktish, Minayin, how do you know Shetay Lefan of that that's the case where he views it and has all the associate halachas of a ancestral field? Talmud Laimar, well, the Pasuk says, quote, Im es ste miknasoy, asherloi miste achuzasoy. That's the end of the, t- of the uh, quote of the Pasuk. A sada she'ena ste achuza. It has to be a field that is not yours because you inherited it. Yotzazu. I squiggle underline the Yatsazu Shehi Steachuza. This is a field which the son got possession of because he inherited it. In other words, uh, Rabbi Meir would disagree with the first case. That's the end of the Tanaic source. What would Rabbi Yudah Shimon say about that? Don't they need a passage to teach us that? Says the Gemara, Shimon, that case, four-word phrase, where the person's person bought the field, then his father died, then after that he was Makdashit, that looks free You don't even need a pasuk for that. That's pashut from the original limud. That that certainly would not even need a pasuk. Okay, comma. Let's try to figure out the essential point of machlokus between Rabbi Yehud and Rabbi Shimon versus Rabbi Meir, and see if we can uh, match it up with Rabbi Yochan versus Lakish. My love, so should we not say about that this is the machlokus? Colon de Rabbi Meir, who I underlined savar. Rameir's of the opinion. Kinyan Peres is Kikinyan Haguf. I dot underline Kikinyan Haguf, which would be uh, like Rabbi Yochanan. And since the Kinyan Peres that somebody has is like he has the field itself, Ubeha, and in this case where the person's father and died and then he was Makdashit, Bemisas Aviv, when the father died, Hu Delo Yaris Midi. He's not inheriting anything, and obviously he's inheriting, but he's not inheriting anything that he doesn't already own. Like, he owned it all anyway, because he had the Kenyan Paris, and that was like a Kenyan Naguf, so he's just, like, getting it again. The same thing that he had, he's just being bequeathed again by his father passing away. And therefore, Mesaviv, where the father died, and afterwards, versus Maktashit, Tsarakra, that's what we need the Pasuk for. That's where Mayor looks at it. 
Kama and Rabbi Yudah Rabbi Shimon, who I underline, Savri, they hold, should we not say that the Kenyan Paris love Kenyan Aguf. I don't underline love Kenyan Aguf. Dami, it's not like a Kenyan Aguf. That would be like Reish Lakish, meaning when the person first purchases the field from his father. It's not like he owns the field, the goof of the field. Ube ha, and in this case where the uh, father dies, and then the son is makdashit, bemisas aviv, hashtahu de kayoris. It's the father died. Ooh, he's being yarshin for the first time. Now he had it, but he only had it for the payers. Now he's getting it completely, the hilkach, and therefore, that case of where the father dies, and then he's makdashit, lo you don't even need a pasuk for that. V'chi itzterich kro, where is the pasuk necessary? In which case? For the case of this uh, four-word phrase, la hekdisha v'achrach meisavv, where first he was makdashit, and then the father died, connector hu de itzterich. That basically is a long question. Should we say that Rabbi Meir is going like Rabbi Yochanan, that a Kenyan Paris is yes, like a Kenyan Aguf, and Rabbi Rabbi Shimon are going like Reish Lakish, that a Kenyan Paris is not like a Kenyan Aguf? Well, Amarav Nachman Bar Yitzchak, I struck with his name, really, I could tell you, Baalma in general, Kesavari, the Tanaic opinions of Rabbi Yudin Rabbi Shimon hold Kenyan Paris, is Kenyan Haguf Domi. And they would agree in a case where the person's father died first and then he was Makdash the field, that it, you need a Pasuk for that. The Hach over here, Rebbe of Reb Shimon, Kra Ashkechuve Darush, they have a Pasuk. What's that? Well, Lichtoi Rachmana, the Pasuk could simply have written, and we would have learned everything we needed if the Pasuk wrote, quote, Im este miknasoi, if a person has a field that he purchased, Asher loy achuzasoi, end quote. That is not of his ancestral holding. Now, it had an extra word in there, though. My, the puzzle actually says, me stay, achuzasai. I double underline the word me stay from the field of his ancestral holding. What's the field? Why the extra word field? Oh, sodad has to be the type of field, that it doesn't even have the possibility of being an ancestral field. In other words, it's some other family's field. Yasasazu, to the exclusion of this one, shira. That even though he bought it from his father, since he bought it from his father, it's fitting to be an ancestral field, even if he bought it. And he owns 100% of it now, before the Mises Aviv, it could still be a Steachusa. Period. Okay. Let's tie up a loose end or two, and then we'll call it a shear. Actually, we'll call it a parak. Maybe we'll even call it a week. Amar, Rav Yosef, he loved Amar Rav Yochanan. I know Rav Yochanan. He says, if not for the fact that Rav Yochanan said, we've seen this quite a few times today, that a Kenyan Aperos, ke Kenyan Aguf Dami, that a Kenyan Aperos is like the Kenyan Aguf, like you own the land itself, if you have the Aperos, whatever the accompanying halachas are. If he hadn't said that, lo It's sort of a phrase, but he would not even, he wouldn't be able to find his uh, arms or legs in the base Medrash, and there would have been a contradiction in his teaching, like an outright contradiction. Why? name here. Here's the other thing Rabbi Yochanan said, and we've had this a number of times in the Shas uh, most recently, uh, about a month ago. Uh, if you have an estate that the father owns, father passes away, leaving a number of sons. Those brothers of the uh, father just passed away. In other words, the sons of the father passed away, they are brothers. Lekuchais hein, when they split the estate, they're viewed as lekuchais purchasers, um, because there's not brera, 
And you never know, since there's no retroactive determination, whichever portion they get could really be the other person's portion. And therefore, every 50 years, uh, they have to put the whole thing back together in a pot and resplit it every jubilee year. Now, if you were to possibly think that a Kenyan payer says, love Kenyan Haguf Dami, well, then the only people who would ever bring Bikurin were a individual son whose father was an only son, whose father was an only son, because they're like, never could have been any family. Lo mishkachas, there might be Bikurim. Is it possible you wouldn't find that Bikurim would be brought by a person who was also able to read the Pesukim, El Echad Bar Chadad Yeshua All the way back to Joshua, it has to be one son who, now there might have been daughters, but one son whose father was an only son, whose father was an only son, and, and that is just impossible. Amar Rava, Kramas Nisa Lakish. Rava points out that we actually have a Pasuk, and a Tanaic source, which would support the Reish Lakish approach, that says um, a Kenyan Paris is not like a Kenyan Aguf. Colin Crow, which I underline, the Pasuk says, uh, five word quote, um, This is talking about when you purchase a field in Israel, you're basically buying it for the number of years left that it has to produce uh, produce until the Jubilee year. Now, it obviously has to be at a time when uh, Yovel applies and is being kept. Um, what do we see from there? That the goof of the karka, the actual land itself, is not sold. It, it, even if you say it's sold, it's basically only sold for however many years are left to produce uh, up until the Lovell year. That would be a support to Reish Lakish. Masnisa, underline Masnisa, Desanya, the following snake source goes just over line, which should also support Reish Lakish. Bechor notel pishnayim, a firstborn. You have a number of sons. The firstborn gets a double portion obviously, in whatever is left when the father passes away. But let's say there's other assets that were yet to be collected. Um, well, how about if one of those assets is a field, uh, so the father passes away a few years before Yovel, and then um, Yovel comes and goes, and the family gets back a whole bunch of the land that was their original ancestral land. That would actually, a double portion of that would go to the um, Bechor. And what we're basically being told is that the Guf HaKarka was not acquired by the Loikeach, and therefore it was still kind of looked at like it has it was the previous the deceased uh, fathers and because now if Kenyan Haguf is like if a Kenyan Paris is like a Kenyan Haguf then the Bechor should not get Pishnaim because the Bechor only gets Pishnaim of real assets not of potential assets that again would be approved for Reish Lakish period Amar Abaye Naktina we have a tradition how do you view a um, husband uh, it gets married, the wife brings some assets into the relationship. Those fields in general will assume are uh, assets that she keeps the land, but he has the payros. Let's say there's a court case that comes up regarding one of those pieces of land. So a baal, the husband, in relationship to those assets, that is, the nirsei muluk assets of his wife, Harsha, he would actually need to have we'll call it maybe authorization from her or power of attorney, that must be because Kenyan HaPeris that he has is not considered a Kenyan HaGuf. We qualify this now and say that's only Ella Deloy Nachas Apiri. If part of the court case has nothing to do with the payrolls, it just has to do with the land. Aval Nachas Apiri, if he's going down to court to deal with a number of issues, and one of them is the payrolls, which, by the way, he does have the rights to, then Miguda Mishtoi Dina. Uh, Piri, since he can deal with the court case for the payrolls, which is his at this time, comma, he doesn't have to get a specific authorization from his wife to deal with the land, Mishtai, also Dina, Agufa, and the Gufa, the Karka. Hadrin Alach 
In Hashem, the next shear will be posted on Tuesday when we will start Bez Hashem Yisbarach, the fifth parak. In Eretz Yisrael, moving to a live shear, and the recordings uh, should be sent out every day on that day after the shear. Wishing everybody a good Shabbos. Adkan.